Thank you for tuning in to First Assembly in Youngsville, Louisiana, where it's our vision to be a place to meet with God. We pray that you will find this message to be both encouraging and empowering as we go deeper into the Word of God through Spirit-empowered, life-giving, Christ-centered ministry. For more information about First Assembly or to catch up on previous messages, you can visit our website at firstassembly.place. Turn with me. We're going to just kind of look in this context. I want to go to Hebrews uh, chapter 11. And many of you are familiar this, with this as being just the, the chapter of faith. Chapter 11, verse 1. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let me read it again. Now faith is the substance. Come on, can you say substance? Of things hoped for and evidence. Say evidence of things not seen. Come on, how many of you realize that in substance, in a court case, they have to bring things, right? Substance things, right? To, for what? To build a case as evidence, right? They can't just take evidence. It has to be a, a, an eyewitness. It has to be a, a, the loaded gun or the, the, the smoking gun or whatever the case may be. It has to be some type of evidence to bring against you. I want you to know that your faith is substance. That is the evidence of your hope. So do you have the faith to, to, for, that God is going to deliver on the things that he's promised to deliver to you? Come on, many of us have been, have been praying for salvation for our families. We've been praying for healing in our bodies. We've been praying for healing in our nation. We've been praying for healing in our city. We've been praying for, for God to move in our schools. Come on, is your faith the substance of that hope? Come on, it's not just enough just to simply say a prayer, but I believe that God wants to show us and reveal to us some things here this morning that's going to begin to activate our faith, that, and that way we can begin to see the miraculous move of God on this earth. Come on, the, as it says even in the, on the day of Pentecost, they were gathered together in one accord and, and unified in the upper room, and they began to pray until the Spirit of God began to move and stir them. And it says that the, the, the very Spirit of God came down with with tongues and the, the breath, and I mean, it was the wind, and it was a mighty move of God. I want you to know that God has still operates in that fashion today. It's, but they didn't just go to their houses and pray individually. They came and they made a, a faith statement as they came together in the upper room on that day of Pentecost. I believe that God wants us to begin to make faith statements here in this day and age. Come on, it's, it's time for the church to rise up in faith. And to begin to pray in faith. It's, we need to begin to speak in faith. I believe that God wants to give us an entirely new vocabulary. He wants to take out the can'ts and the ain'ts to coulds and woulds and dids. Amen? God is always fulfilling His promises. So this morning, I want to talk about incubating God's promises. Go on, incubating God's promises. Right there in the book of Genesis... It says that right in the very beginning, I want to use this, this Holy Spirit example. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I want you to see here that God created the heavens and the earth. It didn't come from evolutionary process. It didn't happen over millions and millions of years. Simply God said, go and boom, earth is here. Amen. He created it. From nothing, he created something. 
Come on, science still can't prove or disprove exactly how evolution would work. I want you to know that the only logical explanation is that there is a God and that God said, let it be, and it was so. He said, let there be light, and there was light. He said, let there be moon, and there was a moon. I want you to know that God created the heavens and the earth. But it says in verse 2, it says, but the earth was, was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Come on, right now, I just want you to understand that as, you were, as you're dealing with your sicknesses, depression, and pain, that God created the heavens and the earth. And when He did that, He created it with you in mind. You specifically, every single one of you, He created it with you in mind. God has a plan and a purpose for you. Come on, I believe that even when God created the heavens and the earth, it says it was void and formless. Do you know that God doesn't create things outside of His perfection? See, I believe that God is showing us a, a, a very crucial process that we need to learn. It's that incubation. You see, as it says, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the deep. That word for hovering there could be, it was brooding, it was shaking. Some of you may have different types of things, but basically the Spirit of God, God created it into existence and the Spirit of God began to incubate God's promises. Well, how many of you know that when God created the heavens and the earth, He created it for you. He created it for me. He created it for us in perfection. Deuteronomy 32, 11, it just gives an example of that word hovering. It's that same word. It says, as the, Deuteronomy 32, 11, as the eagle stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up and carrying them on its wings. Come on, that, that, this, just get that image that God created the heavens and the earth. It wasn't quite ready. It wasn't done yet. But there was a promise there. And the Spirit of God began to just incubate God's promise. And then God was able to speak into that faith. And, and He began to speak things into existence. Come on, I believe that right now we have many of us are having, have, have promises that God had given us. Right? And we just kind of take that and put it on the shelf. But I believe that God wants us to start incubating. He wants us to start hovering over His promise. He wants us to start shaking. You know, I, I was thinking about this verse, and, the, and it talks about an eagle. Now, I couldn't find an eagle egg. So I, the best I can do is a chicken egg. A chicken egg. So I want you to think about this. Is this a chicken? What came first, the chicken or the egg? I, it doesn't matter at this point. But I believe that this is a perfect representation of what God wants to do with our promises. That this egg represents the promises. How many of you know that if we incubate this promise, what's going to happen? It's going to birth a chicken. It's going to pop out of it, right? But if we just simply say, well, this, this promise. God gave us this promise. I'm just going to put it over here. And then, and then whew, maybe one day. Well, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Come on, I believe that that's not exactly how it works. It says the Spirit of God was hovering. It was incubating over creation. And God began to speak and things began to happen. How many of you know that, that Martha and Mary, as, as they were just waiting, and they were just waiting on Jesus to get there. They were praying. They were hoping. Jesus shows up. He says, if only you believe. Come on, how many, they were incubating the promises of God. Come on, how many of you know this egg? If I just leave it here, it's just going to stay an egg. A promise can just stay a promise. Now, I couldn't find an eagle. So I had to just do the next best thing. The next best thing. Come on. 
Y'all, say hello to Gumbo. That's his name. Or her name, Gumbo. Gumbo's going to help us preach this message, amen? Come on, I want you to see here that, that, that just the same way that this chicken, whenever it lays these eggs, let me just, get, just imagine, I could have dressed the chicken up like an eagle, you know, it's just so much a, more of a stately representation. But I believe it's the same way as this chicken. How many of you know when it lays that egg, that egg is the representation of a promise, a promise of its future, a promise of its hope, a promise of its continuation. Come on, there's nothing that's going to distract this chicken from sitting on this egg. There's nothing that's going to distract an eagle from sitting on its egg. Come on, the wind can begin to wail. The storm can begin to happen. What are they doing? They're incubating. They're waiting. They're waiting. They're not being distracted from it. I think that's absolutely essential, that even as God begins to bring us promises, that we need to just sit and incubate on those promises. Come on, it says that even in that incubation process, you know that an egg has to be an exact perfect temperature. That it says that the Spirit of God was hovering. It says it was shaking. You know what shaking does? It creates what? Heat. Friction. Come on, these, these, these chickens, as they're incubating, as a matter of fact, she's sitting on an egg. And it begins to shake and tremor. Come on, and God begins to stir up and begins to do things. And in that couple of weeks' time, that, that chicken, come on, how many of you know, things begin to move. Come on, faith begins to turn to sight. Come on, this, this chicken egg don't look like the promise of a chicken. I want you to know that God, those promises that we're sitting on, they may not look like the promises, but God has something for you. He's waiting for our faith, that incubation, that prayer. I want to give you just a few practical ways this morning on how to incubate God's promises. You know, how many of you realize it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for? What, are, what is our hope? What is it that we're hoping for? Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. He shall give you the desires of your heart. I want you to know that many times we have to clarify the promise that God has made to us. Clarifying the goal. How many of you know that this chicken, he wasn't just sitting on this, she wasn't just sitting on this egg expecting a dog to hatch? Come on, what is she expecting? A chicken. How many of us, are, are, are we pray, Lord, your will be done, your will be done. Okay, what, that's it. We need to find ourselves in a place of alignment, a place of agreement, a place of coming into agreement with what God's will and begin to pray into that. How many of you know that Jesus wants your family saved? Jesus wants you healed. Jesus wants his word preached in our schools. We just have to begin to incubate those promises. It says that Jesus came and he says he bore his, our stripes, our pain. Or he bore those as stripes on his back. How many of you know that we need to stand on that promise? Amen. Got my own amen corner. That's funny. All right. Praise God. She's excited about something. What is your desire? What's the desire in your heart? Hey, all right. There we go. Yeah, she's excited. I'm going to put her up, okay? <laughs> there we go. All right. Amen. Thank you, Gumbo. <laughs> Praise God. That's funny. <laughs> Spirit-filled church. You never know what to expect, you know. 
chickens. But she's, anyway, creation itself cries out for the glory of the Lord. Right now, I want you to just begin to think about exactly what is the promises God's made in your life. What is your need? Come on, think about blind Bartimaeus as he was just, let me pick this up. That'd be a mess. Think about blind Bartimaeus as he was sitting there on the side of the road, begging. Jesus comes and says, what is it that I can do? I want you to know, he didn't say, oh, Jesus, whatever you, whatever you want to pray for me for, Jesus. Whatever you want to pray for me for, Jesus. I mean, my back's kind of hurting. I'm always squatting and sitting. Come on. Lord, I need more money, actually. Actually, if I could just have a million dollars, Jesus, that would, heal, that, that would fix everything. No. He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. You see, I believe that even as, as Bartimaeus, he had the realization that he would just sit there and he was waiting for the, for the Messiah to come. He was waiting for the promise of the Father. You know that Bartimaeus, he was born, he had eyeballs in his eyes. Come on, eyeballs are a promise of what? Sight. Come on, God didn't just put eyes in his head. He said, Lord, I got eyes. I need you to begin to waken them things up. I need you to begin to make them things work according to how you created them to work. The promises of, of my sight is you're putting eyes in my head. Come on, I believe that God wants to begin to have us to clarify exactly what it is that God wants us to, to pray for. What does he want us to incubate? Many of us are incubating things that aren't even real eggs. Come on, how many of us are sitting on stones? How many of us are sitting on false promises? How many of us are sitting on false doctrines? Come on, the only way you can begin to clarify the goals and begin to see the fruit of the expectation of the miraculous is to get into God's word and to begin to line up your heart. And he will make his desires your desires. Come on, you'll begin to see overcoming prayer. And he's going to begin to build up your faith. Amen? We need to clarify what those promises are and begin to incubate them. Begin to sit on them. Begin to pray for them every day, all day. Come on, I'm not saying you have to stay on your knees. I want you to know that the Bible teaches us that we can pray continuously in the Spirit. Come on, everywhere that we go, don't let that thing, that promise that God's given you, God's called you to a, a ministry. Don't just say, one day, Lord, it's going to happen. Come on, begin to incubate that promise. Go to ministry school. Begin to read books. Begin to make contacts. Begin to make things happen. Come on, don't despise small beginnings. I believe that God wants us to begin to incubate His promises. The next thing we need to do is begin to visualize the end result. It says that, that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Clarify your hope. It's the evidence of things not seen. Come on, how many of you know that although you may not be able to see the result of the egg, that's a very, very simple explanation. We all know what's going to happen. If she continues to do her job, a, a, a chick's going to come out of her. I just, I love this story of Abraham in the Old Testament. And as Abraham, he is, he's promised to be the father of many nations. Yet he finds himself to be 100 years old. And his wife's 90 years old. And yet he has no children. What a promise. But I want you to know that Abraham just didn't say, well, Lord, you know, common sense tells you, logic tells you, Father, that, that it's absolutely impossible for me to be the father of nations. Actually, he begins to try to go lay on somebody else's eggs. And we all know how that worked out. Come on, God made a promise to him. And I love what God did. He didn't just say, Abraham, here's your promise. He began to give him some tangible things to hold on to. He says that, that, that the very nature of this promise is that you'll have children like the stars in the sky. They'll be so numerous that they won't even begin to be counted. 
Think about that faith builder as Abraham. He's just believing for the promise. Every single night he walks outside. Come on, it's not like being in downtown Lafayette. You go look outside in the middle of the night. You can't see many stars. But it was like they didn't have the electric lamp yet. Come on, Abraham, as he would walk outside, he would see billions and billions and billions of stars. And he would be reminded of that promise. And that promise that those stars begin to be the evidence of those things that he was hoping for. Come on, it began to be the substance of his faith. Every night he would just be reminded of that promise. Come on, do you have some evidence of some things? Are you visualizing the end result of your prayers? Come on, I believe that if you need a healing in your body, I want you to begin to visualize what it would be like to be healed right now. Romans 4, 16 through 18 says, Therefore it is a faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those of the law, but also to those of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. How many of you know that promise was given to Abraham far beyond, but far before the nation of Israel was ever created? Come on, that promise that was given to Abraham wasn't just for the Jews, it was for all those who are of the faith of Abraham, who call upon God, our Creator, as their God and who received Jesus Christ as their Savior into their heart. How many of you know that in creation, that man was, was separated by sin from God? Come on, the promise of God is, is that we now have access to the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ. Verse 17, it says, And it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they are, or as though they did. Who, contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. You see, faith doesn't come by sight. It says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, that it was even represented by a blind man sitting on the side of the road that heard that Jesus Christ, Jesus Nazareth, the Messiah, the son of David, the promised one was coming by. He didn't see what everybody else said. He heard the truth of who God was and he began to cry out for the fulfillment of his promise. Abraham, it says that it said, he began to stand on what was said and not what was seen. Come on, what was seen was he's a hundred year old man with a 90 year old wife. Pregnancy is challenging to say the least. But the promise was is what he said, what God said. Are you standing on what God promised you? Or are you standing on what you see? Come on, you, you mother and, and, and father that have a, a, a drug addict or a alcoholic son or daughter, I want you to know to continue to stand on the promises that God has made for your children. Come on, don't accept just because they may be in and out of jail or they may be stealing money and all those things. Begin to stand on the promises of God for their life. Begin to visualize, what are you going to do when they get saved? When I had a grandmother myself who, who for probably 10 years began to pray for me and intercede for me when I was in and out of jail. And she began to stand on the promises of God for my life because I wouldn't stand on them. The bird lets that promise sustain it to remain on its egg. Come on, even though the worst conditions may arise, that bird has, knows what its mission is. To stay there. Because the promise is seen. The evidence of the promise is the egg. That's the evidence. But that doesn't mean it's fulfilled. I 
I want to pray the third point. Pray into the substance. Pray into the substance. It says faith is the stuff substance. That word there, substance, substance is hypos, uh, hypostatus, hypostatus, which means it's the under foundation, it's the assurance, it's the title deed. Come on, it says in Hebrews eleven six, without faith it is impossible to please God. Come on, how many of you realize that substance is a tangible, real thing? It's saying that, that, that this faith is the substance. Faith isn't just some far off idea, that's just a wish. Faith is something that I'm putting action to. I'm putting substance to. I'm beginning to say, I'm standing upon this. This is what I'm standing upon. The egg is the substance of the chicken's faith for a future in its children. It's standing on the egg. Our faith is the substance of what we stand on. Come on, how many of you know that we we don't have eggs? You go sit on one. You know, I believe that many of y'all heard the saying that possession is nine-tenths of the law. You see, that's why I believe that faith, that substance, that word there can be interpreted in the Greek to be the title deed, the assurance. Come on, how many of us need to begin to stand on that promise of God? And we begin to sit on those things. Quit being distracted by all the, the deceptions of the enemy and start standing on the promises of the Father. I just, I want to give you a few of these title deeds. How many of you know a title deed, once it's, if you have that title, y'all, y'all ever seen... Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? I mean, you got that golden ticket. Come on, that golden ticket. That's the way into the kingdom of Willy Wonka. Come on, I want you to know that God's word is the way into God's kingdom. Amen? That God gave us these things to give us promises unto what he wants to do. Come on, as we begin to stand on his word and we allow that to be an assurance, an undergirdment, it's going to be our foundation, that our foundation is built on the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Those are the things that we stand on. Come on, we don't need a 12-step program. We don't need to read 75 books on self-help. We just need to receive the one true Jesus Christ, the salvation of the world into our hearts, and now we're building on a firm foundation. That we have a title deed, the golden ticket. That golden ticket is Jesus Christ. We have a title deed into health. How many of you know that God doesn't want us to live in poor health? Come on, we're going to be made perfect in heaven. I want you to know. But Jesus, he didn't walk around being examples of healing just so that way we could say, man, I can't wait to get in heaven so we could be like that again. Well, there's still, we saw people lifting up hands that God's given promises of a miraculous healing. 1 Peter 2.24, a title deed for good health. It says for who himself bore our sins in his own body on that tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed. Come on, how many of you know that as we begin to stand on that promise, we begin to incubate that promise in our life? Come on, I, I don't, I'm not interested in what the diagnosis of the doctors say. If he tells you to take medicine, you do the medicine. But I believe that God's going to begin to bring healing in your body. As we begin to say, Lord, by your stripes I am healed. You promised it, Lord. You gave me that title deed. You gave me the assurance, Lord God. You gave me everything that I need in order to see this promise fulfilled, to see this miracle fulfilled, Lord, that I can begin to expect a miracle, Lord. I'm not going to incubate doubt anymore. I'm not going to incubate the lies of the enemy. I'm not going to allow the devil to tell me I'm broke and I need to file bankruptcy and I, need, I can't pay off my credit card bills. Come on, I believe that God is, he is our provider. Come on, it says that he has the cattle on a thousand hills. I don't even know what a thousand hills looks like. 
That's a lot of cattle. Come on, I'm convinced that it's never a financial problem. Come on, God, he, he's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. When we're in his kingdom, we're the sons and daughters of, of God, that we have an heir and an inheritance in him. That it's not, a, it's not a financial problem. Most of the time it's a faith problem. Are you willing to step out and incubate God's promise for your life? I don't want to hear that I can't start this ministry. I can't go back to school. I can't do this because I don't have the money to do it. You begin to say, I have the promise. Lord, I'm going to begin to incubate that promise. And you're going to begin to bring these things as, uh, that say that, we're, that are not as though they are. He's the one that is the fulfiller of his promises. Where man said it's impossible, God says what? All things are possible. To those who have faith. What about safety? We have a title deed for safety. Psalm 34, 7 says, The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear Him and delivers them. Come on, are you standing on that every time you mother and you father as you send your kids out when they get their driver's license at night? Or you go, your husband goes off to work. Are you beginning to stand on that title deed, that promise that God has given us, that, that angels can encamp around about us and keep us safe and deliver us from the works of the enemy? These are the promises of the Lord. These are those eggs that we need to incubate, we need to stand on. We can't be distracted by all these other things. Lord, forgive us for our distractions. We stand upon your word, Lord. We're going to begin to speak life and truth into our our. our our neighborhoods, into our families, into our businesses, Lord. We're going to hold fast to what you've called us to do. The title deed for provision, Philippians 4.19, And my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory by Jesus Christ. Come on, how many of you realize that God provides all of our needs? Every one of them. If you need a a miracle in your finances right now, you have the title deed for that miracle. All you need to do is begin to incubate it. The same way that the Holy Spirit began to incubate God's promises of a creation. He began to dwell on it, hover on it. He began to do that. An eagle incubates his eggs. Not until he gets tired and said, well, egg ain't hatched yet. No, he does it until something happens. We have a title deed for peace, love, and Clearness of thought. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Come on, I believe that right now God wants to deliver us from a spirit of fear. Can we just bow our heads? I just want to pray right now. I just, just feel the unction of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we just look to you right now, Father. That it says in your word, Lord, we stand on your word that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but you've given us a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Lord God, that there's no weapon formed against us that shall prosper, Lord God. When fear begins to well up, Lord, we just begin to declare, we begin to incubate the promise, Lord God, of your miraculous deliverance from fear. Lord God, that you haven't given us a fear. The only fear we have is the fear of the Lord, Lord God, which just brings health and deliverance, Lord. It helps us to give power and love, Lord God, to all of those around us. We stand on that promise in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Lord, you begin to just do your work. You do your work, Lord. Amen. When the enemy comes, you need to know your promises. And you need to remind him of what God has already done. Come on, how many of you can daily, when God begins to attack your mind, when he begins to attack your strength, you can say, oh no, Satan. We stand on the 
at the foot of the cross. It says that the blood of Jesus covers a multitude of sins. Oh no, Satan, you can't have my family. You can't have my mind. Which leads to my fourth point, that we need to begin to confess our faith. Come on, how many of you realize that even in, our, in this world of, 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 uh, of faith that we live in, that many times we can get comfortable sitting on the nest? Come on, how many of us have ever experienced a, 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 a been around people who just who waller in their own pity? Come on, this like that's what they identify with. How many of you know that when blind Bartimaeus, whenever God Jesus came near, he didn't just say, I'm gonna go get my healing, I'm gonna carry my garments with me so that way everybody knows that this blind man is made free. I want you to know that he left that blind man identity sitting right there on the side of the road. Come on, he began to go and follow Jesus because he began to confess his faith. Come on, instead of saying, I don't feel good, won't you say, I'm healed in Jesus' name? Come on, we don't operate by feelings. We operate on promises. We need to begin to confess our faith one to another, in matter of fact. Come on, how many of us have someone that just builds us up in our faith every single day? Come on, if you don't, I, I encourage our congregation every time we, I can that if you don't have someone that you can call that's going to lift you up, that's going to build you up at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning or 2 or 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon or whenever, whatever, however time that you need to get a hold of that person, you need to find that person today. Don't leave here without having someone who's going to stand on the promises of God with you. It says in His Word, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Come on, I believe that God wants us to find people to come into agreement with, not with our sin. Not with our pity, not with our sickness, but come into agreement with God's promises. That he's had, He gives us more than enough. Come on, that we're healed by His stripes. That we need to begin to confess and not just feel comfortable with our sin. Or feel comfortable with our position. You see, faith comes by hearing. You don't have to have eyes to see. How many of you know that those... The Pharisees, the Sadducees, you know, they knew the word, but they failed to see. As a matter of fact, they're, God, Jesus said that they're the blind leading the blind. Spiritual blindness. You see, Bartimaeus was that man. He was sitting on the side of the road. He may have been blind in the physical, but he had his spiritual eyes on. On the prize, on his salvation, on his healing. You see, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. How many of you know that the power of life and death is in the tongue? That what we speak carries weight. Mark 11, 23, 24. It says, for sure, Jesus is reminding his disciples. He says, for assuredly I say unto you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. You see, there's just an example of the power of confession. He didn't say whoever believes. He didn't say whoever thinks. He didn't say whoever wants. He said whoever Whoever what? He says, whoever says unto this mountain. Are you speaking the truth of God's promises? Are you incubating the expectancy of a miracle? I'm believing that God's going to even do miracles today. Why? Because we have an expectation. We've built up seven days of prayer, seven days of worship. Why? So that way God could move. I believe that God is going to begin to bring deliverance in this community. He's going to begin to bring deliverance in our lives. All we have to do is just roll the stone away. Roll the stone away. 
Romans 10.10, one of my favorite verses of Scripture, it says, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. When it says, if you believe in your heart, yeah, if you confess with your mouth. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up. Bartimaeus had a promise of his vision because he had eyes in his head. And he began to stand on that promise. He began to say, Lord, you're my, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Lord, restore my sight. Jesus says your faith, your substance has made you well. So this morning, I just want to ask the question, what promises are you standing on in this next season? Well, we, we, we had this week of prayer. Our intentions were just to say, Lord, what are we going to do for 2019? And that's fine. That's a good prayer. That's a good prayer. But I believe that God wants to begin to perform and do the, the miraculous even today. That I believe that God is just stirring up within us the ability just to have supernatural faith in Him. What are the promises that you're standing on today? But many of us have diagnoses that we're not really comfortable with. Are we confessing our faith? Are we incubating God's promises? Are we clarifying the goal? Lord, I need healing in this area. Lord, I need you to move in this area. Lord, I'm going to begin to incubate and I'm going to begin to wait upon you in this specific area. Lord, because your word confirms it. Because your word promises it. Lord, you promised me. Incubation takes time. Jesus even made Lazarus wait four days. I believe the word calls, calls us when we have a, a, a promise from the Lord, he says to write it down, make it plain. He says, in fact, my people perish because we have a lack of vision, because we have a lack of clarity. We have a lack of clear understanding of what God has promised us. We hope that you found this message to be both a blessing as well as challenging. If you would like more information or to leave a comment or prayer request, please visit our website at firstassembly.place. Thank you for tuning in to First Assembly, a place to meet with God.